Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's Tuesday morning. Safe to say it certainly isn't in Philadelphia if you're an Eagles fan. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. We're brought to you by Chase. We've got the Super Bowl champion, Chris Canty, in this morning. Jay will be, will be with us in about an hour or so, 8, 10 a.m. Eastern, to talk a little NBA draft. He'll be center stage on that tomorrow night on ESPN. So it's great to be here, bookended by a pair of Super Bowl champions, Keyshawn Johnson and Chris Canty. You heard Mike Greenberg just going off there moments ago on what's going on with the Eagles. And this morning, we're asking everybody on our Twitter feed, who deserves the most blame for the clear regression of Carson Wentz? You heard Greeny say there, it's not Wentz's fault, but clearly he's moving backwards. Whose fault is it? Wentz? Greeny's not going there. Doug Peterson, who you're about to hear from in a firestorm in a moment. Hang tight for that. Or the front office general manager and executive vice president, Howie Roseman. Early returns in. 63% of you have said, put it on Wentz. And here's the best rationale of all. At NJ underscore Cole, at NJ underscore J. Cole, excuse me, hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Quote, QBs get all the money, all the glory, and all the blame. And he added a shrug emoji. Essentially, if you're going to get all that money, you get all the praise, you get all the blame. Key is essentially kind of agreeing with that, I think, Key. Your quick thoughts, Chris, your quick thoughts. And then you're going to hear some real fire from Doug Peterson. It, it falls on the shoulders of the quarterback, right? They, they say that these quarterbacks they get all the glory, the praise when we win, right? And you get all the money. You're the highest paid guy on the team. You're the guy. And, and we, we talk about the great quarterbacks make everybody, no matter who it is around them, better. So make everybody around you better. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be a force multiplier with what they're paying him. That's why they gave him the contract extension. But when Carson Wentz this year, I mean, I think he's got a little bit of that Jameis Winston in him because he's leading the league in interceptions and fumbles. Indeed. So, I mean, you can try to blame the coaching staff. You can try to blame the other players on the team. But ultimately, the responsibility is on Carson Wentz. He has to be accountable and the reality is that, that that hasn't been what he's been doing all season with his play. I mean, I watched that game on Sunday when they played the Giants, and to be honest, they were dominated by the Giants. Like, that game, that game wasn't competitive from the Philadelphia Eagles. They came out in the second half with a little more energy, but the offense still wasn't able to get into a flow, and you have to put that on the quarterback. I don't know why people want to try to blame Doug Peterson for it in the play calling. This is on Carson Wentz. Something's not right with him. He's got to figure out a way to get right. We saw that at the end of last year when he won the last four straight games and got his team to the postseason when they were depleted with injuries. Injuries has been a big part of the story for the Eagles in the first half of that season, but they're starting to get healthy now. On Sunday, they had both of their starting tackles. They got Jalen Rager back. They got Alshon Jeffrey back. They got Miles Sanders back. So there are no more excuses for Carson Wentz. He got to start balling. Here's what I would say. Is he having played in an offense and been a receiver? Everybody's somebody's open on every single play. He has to find that person. Somebody's open on every single play. He has to find the person. For $128 million, that seems like the least he could do. That's a lot of money, just not to James Harden. That's a lot of money to indeed Carson Wentz and anybody else. So here we go. We're asking the poll question essentially this morning, who's to blame? 
out in Philly, where the team is so popular and it bleeds green. It's part of the DNA, a very provincial town. They essentially asked essentially the same sort of poll question. There is culpability. Who has the culpability? Listen to this, setting it up with the question, and then longtime radio host Angelo Cataldi. He's been in Philadelphia for a long time, highly respected. He and Peterson get into it. Who do you blame the most for the Eagles' 10-point loss to the Giants? 72% coaching. Interesting. Head coach of the Eagles, Doug Peterson. Hi, Doug. Good morning, Angelo. Thanks for the lead-in. I appreciate that. I'm sorry. I, that was just... That the, was awesome. I know. That really, that, hey, listen, that just puts me in a great mood today. <laughs> Doug, already in a good mood. I yeah. appreciate it. I, I kind of felt you probably wouldn't be in a good mood. You Can did, I hang up now? No, no. Please don't, Doug. I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling my obligation right now. If I, I hang up, I feel my obligation. Doug, I fully understand. I'm, I'm Angelo. All right. What about, Doug? I'm I'm at myself. I'm at the way we played. And it's just, it, it frustrates me. It frustrates me to no end. And the, we have too much pride. And uh, I have too much pride. These players have too much pride. We, we work our off during the week. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. And blame it on me all you want. I'll handle it with the players. You can blame it on me. I'm a big guy. I can handle it. That's fine. But this is, we're self-inflicting ourselves. We are killing ourselves. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. All those cliche little statements is, is, is still showing up. And it's frustrating. Wow. Wow is the only thing I can say. What do you think, Keith? He's frustrated. That's what he said. I mean, like, if, if look, you're going to be frustrated. When you, you go on an interview and the first thing, 72% of the people in that interview you're hearing, there's some coaches, you know, they hear it or whatever the case may be, and they try to ignore it. But clearly he hears it loud, and he doesn't want to ignore it because he understands that he hasn't necessarily – it's not on him. He's put him in the right position, but as a coach, he's not going to throw his team and his quarterback underneath the bus. He's just not going to do that. At least that coach won't do it. So I think what he has to do is he he has to get Carson to play better, and they've got to win. They lost to the Giants, man. And I told you all the Giants (laughs) might win the division. You laughed at me. I told you this. But now you're like, yeah, the Giants might win the division. Well, we got to ask a former Giant about that, too, because that's a very interesting conversation. What do you make of the Doug Peterson back-to-back? And then let's just jump into Key's assertion that at 1-7, Key said the Giants could win the division. Obviously, getting a win over Philadelphia would put them closer to getting there like they did last week. But let's just go one at a time. What did you make of that straight fire there from Doug Peterson? Well, he's clearly frustrated, and I think it has to do with the play that he's gotten from his quarterback. And there really is no other alternative for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they got to dance with the girl that brought him. Carson Wentz is their guy. Once Howie Roseman gave him that extension and moved on from Nick Foles, it was going to be Carson Wentz's team. But this isn't how he anticipated Carson Wentz playing in a year where the NFC East is down. I mean, the Eagles, just based on talent and experience, should have a stranglehold on this division. I mean, through week nine, this has been the worst division since the 1984 AFC Central. At nine twenty four and one, so I mean, at some point you're expecting a quarterback that has been a part of a championship team to be able to galvanize the locker room and be able to get the guys to play a little bit better. But I mean, Carson Wentz has been a big part of why the Philadelphia Eagles have not realized the expectations that they had coming into this season. Ooh, that was an ugly throw. Let's go to the second portion. Keyshawn told me on the radio show at 1-7 that the Giants were playing hard. You had made a previous appearance on the show and said outside of the 49er game, they really hadn't been blown out. They've been hanging tight, just don't have enough plays to win. Daniel Jones has been much cleaner with the ball the last couple games. That's really obvious. The fumbles and interceptions the last couple have been cut down significantly. 
I understand they're one in seven. I thought it was absolutely nuts. You're playing six games in your division. You still have to play 10 games outside of the division, and the quality of competition there is likely going to be much higher. Can the Giants, now sitting at three and seven with nobody in the division, Chris, nobody at the division playing 400 football, never mentioned 500, nobody's playing 400 football. Can the Giants actually go from one and seven to the playoffs as a guy that put that uniform and helmet on? No, they absolutely can. I mean, this is going to come down to (laughs) what team can get to six wins. Uh, I mean, that's really what it is, right? Six wins wins is going to win this division. I mean, we thought it was crazy when we saw a seven-win Seahawks team get to the playoffs or a seven-win Carolina Panthers team get to the playoffs in 2014. It's only going to take six wins in the NFC East. And I think of the games remaining, the Eagles and the Giants have three common opponents. There are two gimme games for both teams. I think for the Eagles – They've got the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team in week 16 and 17. And for the Giants, they got the Cowboys at home in week 17. And then they've got the Cincinnati Bengals coming out of the bye week. So those are the games that you would like to say, okay, these should be wins for these teams. It's going to come down to those other games. Can somebody pull off an upset and win one of those other games and get to six wins? You're talking about nobody's playing 400 ball. Somebody's going to have to play 500 ball to win this division. And right now, Though based on the way that both teams are trending, I would bet that it would be the New York Giants. Look, look at it though, wow. Zubin and, and wow. Chris. Get me a culprit, a key. I was just like one and seven. You got to no, be nuts. You gotta, you gotta no, be nuts. but you got to look at it though. You got to look at the teams that's coming up, but then look at the toward the end of the season, right? Some of the teams that you play, if they don't have anything in it, they shut it down. Man, them U-Hauls is backed up in the month of December. They packing up. They thinking about vacation. They shipping the cars. They home. shipping the cars home. Yep. I'm telling you, it's like. You get to week 14 and 15, them teams that have nothing to play for, they're out there playing. There's no question about it. But it's like, man, I'm ready to get out of here. It's a pandemic. I just want to get out. I want to go to Cabo. So they're not giving 100% where where the the Giants will still be giving 100% because they have something to play for. Unbelievable. Wow. Keyshawn called it from 1-7 to the playoffs, and that would be obviously – um, one of the most amazing turnarounds we've seen in recent NFL history. Key mentioned to me yesterday, he thinks Joe Judge, basically 10 games into his NFL career, might be the best coach in the division, understanding that Ron Rivera took the Panthers to the Super Bowl, but it's the job you have in the moment that you're in, in that division. It says a lot. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including the Super Bowl champion Jeff Saturday, appear on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Jeff will be here in just about 20 minutes or so we'll get his thoughts on Monday Night Football. Still to come, Key liked to use the adjective cute to describe Kyler Murray. But after what we've seen against the Seahawks and Sunday against the Bills with Key's real rankings, how cute will Key get and where is Arizona? That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy and if you're new to this, where the hell have you been? Key's real rankings, actually his top seven. Key always keeping it unique. Most people go top five, top ten. Chris Canty is in this morning for Jay Will, but Jay will be with us in less than an hour to talk NBA draft. He'll be a part of the coverage tomorrow night on ESPN where the latest ball will be drafted somewhere. The Warriors, by the way, have the number two pick with Steph and Clay both back from injury. That will be very juicy. Again, Jay on the way in less than an hour to talk NBA, but let's talk NFL, and let's get Key's real ranking started with that unique lucky number. Number seven. Arizona. They were cute, but they're starting to look pretty now. (laughs) (laughs) That is right, Jay Will. They were cute. They are starting to look mighty pretty in the NFC West. When you think about Arizona and Kyler Murray coming into the season, you know, you just figured, okay, they're going to be the Arizona Cardinals. That's who they are. That's not over with yet, but they certainly have shown up this season. Kyler Murray in particular has just put this team on his back late in games and has delivered. So, therefore, with that being said, they find themselves in the key real rankings for the first time Mm. this year at lucky number seven, like you mentioned, Zubin. Well, that was a lucky win that they had against the Buffalo Bills the other day. (laughs) But I think we'll find out about the Arizona Cardinals this Thursday when they go up to Seattle to play the Seahawks. I mean, you know they got the best of them in overtime when they played a few weeks ago. But this will tell me whether or not the Cardinals are for real or are they false flagging. If, if somehow, some way, Kyler Murray is able to take this team on the road and win that game, not only do you have to say that they're one of the favorites and the, they're the favorites in the NFC West, but you also got to start putting Kyler Murray in the MVP conversation. Mm. Number six, L.A. Ram. The heat was a factor because we allowed it to be based on how we played the game. Look, the Rams have been in and out of the key real rankings all year long. They find themselves back in at number six. I really like this team, not because I'm a homer from Los Angeles, because I'm not a Rams fan. I, I just think that if they could somehow continue to keep Jared Goff clean and upright and not allow him to make the same mistakes he made against the Miami Dolphins with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, they certainly can make some noise because some of these guys on this team were on that Super Bowl team. Sean McVay has some major experience now as a head coach in the National Football League. He doesn't have to lean heavy on Wade Phillips anymore, who's not there. So I think this team is one of those real teams that's going to hover around the NFC West and into the playoffs toward the latter part of the year. The only thing that keeps me from going all in on the Rams is Jared Goff. I just don't trust him. It's almost like you're waiting on the other shooter drop. Mm. So far, we've gotten good Jared Goff this season, but I think that's because of the defense and how they're playing. Sean McVay doesn't have to ask his quarterback to take a lot of chances. So defense is legit. Second-ranked defense in the National Football League. They're a for real team. How far they can go depends on their quarterback. 
Number five, Las Vegas Raiders. Looking forward to getting out of here and going back to Vegas. Vegas. Now, despite what you may think, I think about John Gruden. He's a hell of a football coach. Maybe a little weird at times, but he's a hell of a football coach. He certainly knows how to energize his team to get them to buy in to believe that they are the leaders of the pack. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs a couple weeks ago. Kansas City was supposed to run the table at 16-0 and and be that team that was going to challenge the Miami Dolphins. He took care of that business. Now you got the Raiders in a position where I believe they could potentially be the second or the third best team in the whole entire AFC behind the Kansas City and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow, that's a strong statement. It is, Strong statement. Number four. Green Bay Packers. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. He continues to say that without saying it because every time that the Green Bay Packers have a hiccup, the first thing everyone says is, he needs to go get a receiver. Oh, I can't believe this. Stop. Chill. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. He knows what he's doing. He's got his team into the NFC Championship game at 13-3 a year ago. He has them on the verge and the brink of going back to the NFC Championship again this year. They're going to win the division. I know Minnesota is playing better. I know Chicago hasn't figured it out. Detroit is Detroit. They're going to wind up getting possibly that first round bye if the New Orleans Saints come back to them. If New Orleans can't continue to win, I think when you look at it, it'll be the Green Bay Packers with the number one seed out of the NFC. And Aaron Rodgers will have people in Green Bay in minus weather in the month of January. Imagine that. With no receivers. (laughs) Number three, New Orleans Saints. Look, last week I had them at number two. I dropped them to three. You say, why? They won the game. Well, because they take a little bit of a step back with Jameis Winston, at quarterback, because he won't get the full playbook. Sean Payton will tailor things down so that Jameis Winston can have success, but they'll still be one of the top three teams in the conference. And it's always nepotism because of Michael Thomas. Michael (laughs) Thomas is yet to break out this season. I'm looking forward this next game to him really smashing and breaking it out and getting over 100 yards with Jameis Winston at the quarterback position. Number two, Pittsburgh Steelers. The last game was the last game. This one was this one. The last game was the last game, and this one is different. Hard to argue with that. It is, right? (laughs) And any time Ben Roethlisberger or any quarterback, for that matter, could come out and perform the way that he performed despite not practicing all week long, over 300 yards, four touchdowns in the air last week. I just – what can you say? I mean, other than Mike Tomlin is one of the top coaches in the National Football League, I think we all know that. You know, he's been criticized in the past about only being a rah-rah guy on the sideline. Eight and eight last year with Doc Hud, what was it? Duck Hodges and yep. Mason, Mason Rudolph, Rudolph. Yeah. undefeated with Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Just saying. All I'm saying is you got to watch out for Pittsburgh. Number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. This or is chefs, easy. depending on you asking. I'm gonna go get the biggest cheeseburger you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, prime, the biggest one, and uh, might be a double. Cheeseburger, chef, all go together for Andy Reid, I'm sure. But when you look at it, Big Red Andy Reid has this team playing fire hot right now. I think this offense and Patrick Mahomes has pushed himself way past Russell Wilson for the MVP conversation. Russell Wilson early on in the year was a favorite. He since has slid all the way down to number five for me. Kyler Murray's passed him up. But 
when you talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and all the different weapons and just what they do, the defense playing better, Andy Reid is one of the top coaches in the National Football League, got his first Super Bowl victory last year. I don't see why they couldn't repeat again this year unless the Raiders get them. How about that? The Raiders already have one game in hand. And, oh, by the way, Sunday night football this week, Kansas City at Las Vegas. So a measure of revenge perhaps for the Chiefs or maybe the Raiders say, hey, not only did we beat you one time, we've got your number. Want to quickly mention seven minutes from now, Giannis gets a little bit of help that he's been asking for. And the first $50 million a year player in the NBA, the first guy that had an opportunity to cash 50 mil for one season said, no thanks. That's in six minutes. Chris, I want to get your thoughts quickly here on Key's Real Rankings. I know you weighed in towards the bottom, but the top three, Kansas City at one, Pittsburgh at two, New Orleans at three. That's how Key sees it. How do you see it? Top two I got no problem with. I think those are clearly the best two teams in the National Football League. Number three with New Orleans, I would circle that one. I, I might drop them down below the Green Bay Packers just because they're going to be missing their quarterback for a few weeks. And just based on Aaron Rodgers playing at an, an elite level, I just feel like the top end of what they bring to the table is bigger, is greater than what New Orleans has. Um, and moving on down the list, I would probably swap out the Rams for the Buccaneers, even though they got blasted a couple of weeks ago by the Saints. I still think the Bucs are a really good football team, and they showed it down there in Carolina. They beat up on the Panthers, a well-coached team, even though they don't have a lot of talent. But I like the way that that defense for the Bucs is trending, and they'll be a lot better later on in the season in comparison to where they're at now. And Tom Brady's still trying to find his way with those weapons. So, I mean, it's a, it's a solid list, a tweak here, a tweak there, but I'm on board with most of this. Well, the good thing for you is that the Rams will play the Buccaneers here in a couple of weeks, and you'll be able to decide which of those two teams are the better ones. But in the meantime, this is my real ranking. So, therefore, we're going to stick with that. Indeed, you're going to see the Rams and the Bucks on Monday Night Football. That's our big next Monday Night Football game. So, we'll kind of get a litmus test on Tampa, especially now with Jameis Winston probably taking over for at least the next few weeks, and the Bucks sitting there right now at seven and three, with the Saints at seven and two, with the reminder that New Orleans has beaten them twice already, so they have that tiebreaker game in hand if it comes down to it at the end of the season. In your, yes. Did you leave any beverages for anybody else? <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here. I'm like. So if you're, not, if you're watching on ESPN News this morning, he is referencing the fact that I have the bladder of a camel. Because right now I have three bottles of water and a sugar-free Red Bull, which I stole from Key, because that's Key's drink of choice this morning. I didn't really ask your permission no, for that. No, it's all good. I needed the energy this morning. I'm like, Zubin. I'm like, come on, man. Leave something for somebody else. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I'm thirsty. I got to keep up with you. I need the energy. All morning long. In just a couple of minutes, we'll talk to a Super Bowl champion on what he saw from two teams that are probably about as far away from the Super Bowl as you could get last Jeez. night on Monday Night Football. That's Jeff Saturday. He won, of course, with Peyton Manning well, see, I wouldn't and say the that Colts. About Minnesota, yep. though. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, just, obviously I they won three in a row. I wouldn't say, it's just it's one of those weird years where all of a sudden a team start off slow and then they get this momentum. And then all of a sudden, they wind up getting that seventh, that eighth seed. They just think about what Tennessee was able to do last year, nine mm-hmm. and seven. Sneak in. And Tom Brady's in. career in New England. And then it Beat just, the hottest team in the league, yes, Lamar Jackson. Yes. And then all of a sudden, the momentum goes, and then you look up, and they're in the playoffs, and they're playing, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God. 
they in the AFC Championship game. Can you believe this? Kick me inside as a couple of players. The biggest thing that Kirk Cousins had been dealing with, besides this like, ridiculous he can't win on Monday Night Football, it's just like well, an arbitrary date. It's, like, these, but... right, it's an arbitrary <laughs> date. Who cares? It's a Monday. But the biggest thing on him is he hadn't really won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And last year, they go to New Orleans and win one in the Dome down there in incredible fashion. When something like that is lifted, understanding that was just a wild card game, if something like that is lifted and the next time around you're in, what does that do? It, it certainly helps you, right? It, 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 because you've been there before. You know what the temperature is. You understand the speed of the playoff game. You know, because when you, when you think about it, from the preseason, which they didn't have this year, to the, to the regular season, as you start to get out of the regular season, the speed of the game just heightens. As you get into the playoffs, things just all of a sudden, man, is faster, more detailed, you're more laser-focused, all of those sort of things. And, and, and you miss the next time you get back, it's more to it now. Now you know what to expect. I understand what's getting ready to happen. I understand the environment. I understand the importance of it. So the second time around, third time around, you tend to deliver. Yeah, confidence comes from demonstrated performance. And to Key's point, when everything gets faster, you have the emphasis on being able to execute, especially in situational football. So third down, red zone, two minute, all of the little things, those add up to be big things, especially when you're going up against better competition. So Kirk Cousins having going down to the dome and, and being able to win a playoff game on the road, that, that's a lot of confidence. The guys in the locker room are going to believe in him if they are able to find themselves in that situation. And with the expanded playoff field, Anything can happen in the second half. This team is going in the right direction. Oh, yeah, I forgot it's expanded. Yep, seven teams this year in each conference where only the top seed will get the bye into Chris's point, which is a great one. If the Vikings do sneak in, they'll probably be like the six or seven, so they're going to have to do it on the road the way they did a year ago. Think about it, Coach. We may even see eight depending on what happens the rest of the season. Correct. The NFL has put together a bubble plan in place where if the coronavirus ravages the season ahead, there could be 16 teams in the playoffs, which would be a full half of the league. Hopefully we don't have to implement that. On the way, as I mentioned, Jeff Saturday on the Minnesota Vikings going from 1-5 to 4-5 and and how real they might be down the stretch. His thoughts on that after SportsCenter. On third and four, Cousins throwing, and it is caught, touchdown! It's Adam Thielen for the second time tonight, and Minnesota jumps back on top. That's Steve Levy on ESPN's Monday Night Football. The first touchdown catch from Thielen was a beautiful one-hander. Vikings over the Bears, 19-13. Vikings have won three in a row. Again, we'll talk about them with Jeff Saturday in a minute. The Bears have lost four in a row. They could use the bye, and that's exactly what they're going to get. Oh, by the way, coming out of the bye, good luck, the Green Bay Packers. Giannis said, get me some help for me to stay. The Bucs said, sure. They got him Drew Holiday. A lot of people thought Holiday was going to be moved eventually. Going back to New Orleans, a pretty good package. Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, multiple first-round picks. Once again, Jay Will here to break down this trade and the draft at 8, 10 a.m. Eastern. And how bad does James Harden want to be in Brooklyn? He had an opportunity to become the NBA's first $50 million a year player by signing a two-year extension. He said, nope. Looks like he and Brooklyn could be in the future if James can force Houston's hand. Fascinating story. We'll watch. SportsCenter is presented by Progressive Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive. Dot com today.
I guess you're bullish when you go from one in five to four in five, but how real are they? We got Key's real rankings. Let's jump into it with the real thoughts of Jeff Saturday, who joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Jeff, good morning. How real are the Minnesota Vikings? They're real, Azuba. When you look at this football team from one and five to four and five, I think they'll be seven and five in, in just a few weeks. I mean, you're looking at a team that uh, is is getting more honed in on what we expected of them as opposed to what they produced the first few weeks of the season. I mean, think about it. Like you're seeing Jefferson become a almost a true one. I mean, this kid is lighting it up, feeling Rudolph, and then no one Cook, right? Probably the best pure runner in our game right now if Kirk Cousins can just manage the offense right just just play decent this is a team to be reckoned with on the defensive side of the ball we know what Zimmer can do we know what they can do as a football team they're well coached they're balanced Um, I think this is what the expectations were they underperformed now they're performing uh, to kind of to scale and man I mean this is not a team you want to go face in the playoffs I can tell you this if they stay hot this is not a team that folks want to face because they can strike in. And I think for me, the key piece, you know, when they traded Stefan Diggs and that whole deal to Buffalo, them picking up Jefferson and the way that he has come along really in the last few weeks, I, I mean, he is a true difference maker, right? And, and he plays with this. I know he's young and he's a rookie, but he plays with this attitude, right? Like he's just kind of got this nastiness about him, right? That you, when you see him make catches, he 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 wants to make plays, right? He's getting up. He's kind of a chat box, right? He's like, what, you know, he's kind of giving you all that moxie, you know, couple that with feeling on the other side. It just, it, it presents defenses with problems. And, and again, last night against one of the best, if not the best defense in the league in the Chicago Bears, they almost rushed for a hundred. You know, Thielen has two touchdowns, and then and then Jefferson has over a hundred uh, over hundred and thirty yards receiving. Like that's the formula for the for the Minnesota Vikings, even against a good defense. So when you looked at them, I was very impressed. And again, I think they go. Uh, you know, they win the next three, and 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 then you're talking about a team to be reckoned with for the playoff run. Jeff, the Bears lost last night despite, you know, having solid performances on both the defense and the special team side. Now, I know that this doesn't fall into your lap because clearly you played on some of the most dominant offenses (laughs) in NFL history. But how can the Bears' struggling offense get back on track? You may not be an expert at this, but how can they? (laughs) Yeah, this listen. This is this is just trash. I mean, and this is this is the ineptitude of this offense. It pains me to watch. Key. I mean, you know I mean, like, like as I'm watching ball, Dude. I'm thinking to myself, what are we doing, man? Like, like I mean, and listen, we Foles did not play well again, right? I mean, so so we understand from the quarterback position, but but I'm not sure what the expectation was bringing him in. Like, this is kind of what he has been, other than when he had the run in Philly, uh, you, you know, and 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 all the excitement that goes around there. But when you're looking at this team and everybody says, oh, well, they don't have web. What about Robinson? Like, like Montgomery, I, mean, I know he, was, he wasn't there yesterday, but they do have playmakers on that side of the football. They just, for some reason, can't get out of their own way. And when you look at their third downs last night, mm-hmm. it was abysmal. I want to say they may have had negative yardage. At one point, they had negative yardage on third down, right? And so... You, you know, with the, from the play calling perspective, I know Laser took it over uh, last night, and, and from Nagy. But when you're talking about and, and you you say the phrase "offensive genius" or "guru" or whatever the term is, people want to say. 
but you can't create separation or getting guys open on, on all these third down plays. It, it's not just on the players. Now, I, listen, you, you, you and I both agree, man. Players play, coaches coach. You got to go make it happen. But, man, this is, this is as ugly as it gets. This is like Jets-level ugly <laughs> offensively. And, the pro- and, he, and Key, you, you know what I mean? This is the problem for me is if you're on the defensive side of the ball, you're on the special team sides of the ball. When you walk in that locker room, dog, you and I both know, right? Yeah. Like there's some oh, hey yeah. man, like, I've been like there we're making the money doing this, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like this is your this is your thing, man. Like what, what, what are we not doing? I, I think it's gonna be become a problem in the locker room because it is so lopsided. We always know one side's gonna be better than the other, but man, like, like this this far separation. They did the Bears defense, especially did everything they could to win that game, including scoring. But but man, like at some point you just begin to shake your head and and understand, you know, we got to fix something and it's bigger than just players. The Bears were laser focused. (laughs) No, (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, with the news coming out of New Orleans yesterday, Drew Brees going to be out with the cracked ribs and the punctured lung for at least a few weeks. What does Jameis Winston have to do to keep the Saints in the pole position in the NFC South? Yeah, just not turn it over. Look, they play the Falcons twice. I think the Broncos, like their schedule, um, you know, in my opinion, for the next, really, until they play the uh, you know, they have a chance to win all their games if he doesn't turn the ball over. And I think that's the right call, right? Go to Jameis. He's the true quarterback. This whole Taysom Hill conversation, I think you continue to sprinkle in Hill and maybe give him some more, um, you know, some more of that Wildcat-type package and that kind of thing. But but Winston is more than capable of winning football games. It's just a matter of turnovers. Now, the, the difference in philosophy from Breeze to Winston about driving the ball down is a little bit different. But, but man, Sean, listen – one thing about Sean Payton, he believes in Sean Payton's ability to call plays, and we all know that, right? And you've got to trust it. With Bridgewater, they were 5-0 and last year. I expect them to still be strong. I still think they're going to win the NFC South because of the lead on the Buccaneers. But, you know, I wouldn't expect Drew back probably for five weeks, somewhere in that range, three weeks on cracked ribs on both sides. Man, that's, you know, that's saying something, bro. You're going to get hit. Right in the NFL, you come back, you go take some shots. So you better hope those things are all are 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 all good and healed before you come back because the playoff push is going to be the most important. But I just think for Jameis Winston is just don't turn it over, man. Understand we have enough guys, right, with Thomas and Sanders and Kamar, like, and we have a great offensive line. Just do your part, manage it, don't screw it up. We're going to win a lot of football games. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us here on the Shell Pinsall Performance Line. Jeff, let me just ask you this, man, because I'm I'm tired of every time you come on the show, I got to ask you the same question over and over. What's wrong with Carson Wentz? <laughs> oh, good gracious, man! Put, hey, he's he's in the Bears category of bad, bro. I mean, this guy, like. Like he first of all, he throws the ball high every time, so no receiver wants to catch it because they don't want to get killed. And then he wants to hold on to it and be upset that they lead the league in sacks, man. Like whatever he and Peterson got going on, they need to make some changes, man. Like either make some zone reads, get that kid running the ball, but something's got to find a rhythm, man, because he's he's in Jets slash Bears offensive category for me watching. You you know I love some offensive ball, man. It's painful to watch these games sometimes. There's no doubt about it. And if you want to talk about a couple struggling quarterbacks, who's Wentz going to be looking at across the field on Sunday? Baker Mayfield. Two teams that have to make some hay 
on offense, and they've got to trust their quarterbacks to do it. And at this point, I'm not sure that's in the offing. Jeff, thank you so much for the perspective this morning. All right, boss. Appreciate it, fellas. Y'all have a great one. Same to you. That's Jeff Saturday. Still to come, 68 teams, 67 games in just one locale. March Madness getting more mad than it's ever been before in 2021. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Cameron Indoor, the place Jay used to rule to the Coliseum, the one key did. Jay will join us at 810 this you mean morning. Boozer? Oh, <laughs> to talk a little bit of college basketball and the NBA draft. Big news out of college basketball. A reminder, A to Z brought to you by Dell. Big news from Dell Technologies. Black Friday is here with deals up to 50% off small business computers with Intel Core processors to give your business an edge. Call 877 ask Dell or visit Dell.com slash SB Black. Friday. You may have heard this, the NCAA tournament in 2021, all 68 teams, all 67 games will be played in one locale. All of the reporting, reputable reporting saying it's going to be Indianapolis, the site of the 2021 Final Four pre-pandemic, plus the headquarters of the NCAA. Here's ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis essentially saying the dollars and cents and common sense all came together for this. The NCAA has to have a tournament this year. Not having it last year and not having insurance for it and only getting about $250 million in insurance coverage, you have to have the tournament this year for the health of the sport. This is a big business. The idea that you're going to send all these teams all over the country in the midst of a pandemic that is getting worse right now and there's no prospect of it getting better before March doesn't make any sense and the NCAA knows it. 
So that's the deal, fellas. One locale, everybody there for three weeks. They could play games at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, home of the Indiana Pacers. Lucas Oil Stadium could have multiple games, the home of the Colts if there's no fans. Hinkle Fieldhouse, home of Butler, Assembly Hall, home of Indiana. That would be in Bloomington. So they'd go in and around the Indy metro area. Isn't it funny how the NC2A can figure out how to get it right when it's their money? It's amazing to me. They got it right, though. It's amazing to me, right, though? They got it right. Chris? No, I'm with you on that one. I mean, when you start talking about what makes the most sense, flying players all across the country to play the tournament, that was a non-starter. I think this makes the most sense, centralizing and allowing everybody to be in the same place. It's a great point. Cutting down on travel. It's their money. Hey, why not? (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, Speaking of money and uh, a lot of money, James Harden had an opportunity to become the NBA's, listen to this, first $50 million a year player that's if he signed a two-year extension worth $103 million. His average salary would be at 50 mil. But he said, nope, he wants out of Houston into Brooklyn. Here's Woj, who's going to join us a little bit later this morning on essentially the rationale with Harden wanting to get out of H-Town and head to Brooklyn. James Harden has made it clear to Houston he turned down a $50 million a year extension. That was the max extension off of his current salary. Two years, $100 and $3 million. Turned that down recently, I'm told, uh, and made it clear, I want to go play with Kevin Durant. I want to go play with Kyrie. I want to play in Brooklyn. But right now, that is just a wish. Man, just the thought of turning that down, though. <laughs> right? But but I also understand that it's about winning championships at this stage of his career. You know, he's made plenty of money. What's another Hunter going to do for him? He'd rather turn that Hunter into a championship because he wants to be in that conversation can't you can't sit at the table with lebron james if you got one you y'all can we could talk but if i have zero it's hard to have a championship conversation how awkward that is we all on our trip together and we're talking about our championships and the rings and trophies and you just got to sit over there with your glass of wine and say nothing right it's like (laughs) sitting here i mean i can't talk super bowl with you guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i mean in all seriousness though think about it though and i and i said this earlier when you talk about owners of professional teams trying to win championships, this is the reason that they try to go out and they hire the right general managers, the right presidents, and the right coaches so they can go to their little meetings. At the, you know, when they have the owner meetings down in West Palm Beach or Dana Point, California, and they're all walking around, they can all talk about the big yachts that they buy and the planes that they fly on in their teams, in the new forms, in the new stadiums that they're building. But it's a handful of them. As you know, Chris, Mm -hmm. can talk about them rings with them diamonds in it. That's a very awkward conversation. You got a guy who's never won a championship talking to Jerry Jones, who has three, or the Giants, or the Roonies. You know, it's like they want to have that conversation, and James Harden want to be in the conversation. Yeah, players and owners want to win at the highest level. And for James Harden, it's clear that staying in the West is probably not going to, to, to get him a championship. So he's got to make a move. The only question is, where is that to and what opportunity, what avenue is available to him? And it feels like the Brooklyn Nets are a viable option. Now it's just a matter of being able to make the deal work and Tillman Fertitta getting the message that Harden is sending loud and clear when he rejected that two-year extension for $103 million. Like when, when a player decides that he's going to do that, as an owner, you have to take note and say, okay, this guy doesn't want to be here, so what are my options? Now you could try to stonewall James Harden, no pun intended with their general manager, but right. I, I just don't think that that's the way you want to go in terms of you know where your program is at. They're clearly going to be rebuilding, whether it happens this year or whether it happens a couple of years from now. 
The only question is, what are you going to have to rebuild with? And James Harden is the biggest asset the Rockets have. So being able to make a trade with a team like Brooklyn or maybe a team like Philadelphia, I think that gives Raphael Stone the ammunition that he's going to need to get this thing, to, to build the foundation for what he and Steve Silas want to do. You think, about, GM, you, think about, you think about what AD decided to tell the Pelicans. Right. I'm out. That's all, folks. I'm, I'm gone. Right. The message was there. No matter what you wanted to do in terms of getting a deal done with the Lakers, at some point in time, you had to move him. Same thing with the Spurs and Kawhi. I don't want to be here. At some point in Anthony time. Anthony Davis. Anthony, I said AD, yeah. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, you've got to look and be serious about the situation and say, you know what, he doesn't want to be here. He turned down $103 million. He wants to go to Brooklyn. Let's try to get that deal done. Now, they may get mad and try to do something and send him somewhere off to Sacramento <laughs> or something weird like that, but at least you know he doesn't want to be there and his desires to go play in Brooklyn with Kevin Durant. Either you do it now or we'll figure out how to get it done later. Reunite him with Kevin Durant, who, of course, he played with in OKC. Add him to the list of Kyrie Irving. That would be quite the trifecta. Oh, by the way, his coach that he flourished under the most, Mike D'Antoni in Houston, is now an assistant with the Brooklyn Nets. And if you're Raphael Stone, Chris, and the Houston Rockets, think about this. You unload Harden's salary. At that point, you're probably going to have to get rid of Westbrook. Then you've got a ton of money to play with. You're a new GM. You're a new head coach. You've got everything now in the foundation. They're going to give you a little time. You mentioned Tillman Fertitta, who's the casino mogul, who's the owner of the Houston Rockets. You move Harden, which isn't great. You move Westbrook, which is probably the result of moving Harden. Mm -hmm. And then you can just start all over with your imprints on everything. Yes, rebuilding sucks in any sport, but if you're brand new to the whole thing and you can put your stamp on it, it's not the worst thing in the world. No, it's not the worst thing in the world, and you got to think about it from this perspective. This franchise doesn't have a whole lot of draft picks. Remember, they mortgaged that to be able to bring in Chris Paul a few years ago and then Russell Westbrook um, last year. So, I mean, they've got to get some draft capital back, and they also have to create some flexibility with their roster, with their salary cap, and moving all of those players enables you to do that. I do think it's an all-or-nothing proposition, though. Like, if you're going to move one of those guys, James Harden or Russell Westbrook, you're probably going to move all of them. You're going to tear it all the way down to the studs in order to build it back up. That, and to me, makes the most sense. And if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, name your price. There's only two guys you can't touch, Kyrie and KD, everybody else, draft picks. Every, yeah, you give them Karis LeVert, give them Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared yeah, Allen, and whatever other draft picks they want. Right, no doubt. That's why Harden would want to come there. What in the world's wrong with Wentz? That's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.